Hi, this is Martin and Joe. Martin, say hello. Hello. This is why we record this twice. So, <laughs> we are doing a podcast, and podcasts, as it's generally known in the public domain, are for morons. Morons listen to podcasts. Morons make up 95% of the human race. And I don't like morons, but if we can make some money out of them and eventually become superstars like other podcasts that are out there give me your money you morons that's the kind of stuff that we need to put out there so if we can do this and we can make a living out of it great if not we have to go back to our jobs and of being morons of being morons (laughs) because we're the sort of people that listen to morons and that's how we know that you everybody here who's listening is a moron and I don't like any of you so thanks for letting me do the intro, Martin. Um, before we start, what are we going to do? We can actually explain explain what we're doing or what? Yeah, so we're going to create a podcast that is released to you um, every week. But if mm-hmm. not... No, no, no. We're gonna rec- every month. We're going to create a series of podcasts released every month. If um, we can be bothered. If we can be bothered or we know it's successful. Um, and the idea is it's a different topic every week. So the first week is going to be based on bread. Correct. One of your favourite snacks. But every week past this, we've got different ideas. However, if bread takes off and you love it, we want our users to give us an idea of what the next one should be about. Each week, we're going to have five main topics. They're going to be whatever we're talking about. This week, it's the history of bread, the future of bread, a celebrity-based story that you've never heard that we have had to go into the archives. And then sometimes you've had to infiltrate hidden civilizations to find out the story we then go how bread shapes society and we end on a bread true and false round that joe has not heard ever before what i'd like to know about this mine because obviously we've only recently discussed doing a podcast yeah. for the morons who listen to podcasts yeah um are we gonna have any instructions like what what do people expect it's it's very off the cuff i mean all the stuff i've written you've not heard correct and you've not written anything so no one can hear it (laughs) (laughs) so i mean it's very off the cuff what you're hearing is is very reactive um there's not been much editing to any of it because none of us know how to edit so what you're hearing is what you hear is what you get what you hear is what you get and also in a future part of this podcast you're listening to we try and pronounce major's name so we try and do it a few more times, give you just a brief glimpse. Think of this as a, a movie trailer, and this is what you're going to hear later on in the show. And just to add to that, if you are mature and you are listening to podcasts, piss off. No yeah. one cares. Yeah. You're not Bob Geldof. We've heard Vienna. No one Fuck likes off. it. Even in Vienna, I don't think anyone listens to it anymore. How do you pronounce major? Major. Mama said there be days like this. Major, 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 major. Mama said, Mama said, Major, Major, Major. Hi, this is Joe Martin's podcast. Right, history of bread, go. Okay. Tell tell me about bread. Talk to me about what you know about bread. Okay, so I what I did was I made a few well, I've done a lot of research. I said, a lot. I spoke How to much a, research have you done? 
I'd say between four to five hours, okay. um, which was all done in my own time, actually. I wasn't being paid for it, so quite a lot. Um, so I found a number of stories. End of the day, I, I don't want to just find out where bread's come from. We know that yeast's involved, wheat's involved, but I tried to speak to both of them, and their PR agencies both said they wasn't available. Or yeast. Um, <laughs> yeast didn't agree to speak to you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why haven't yeast... What did you have in the diary that couldn't involve talking to you about the history of where they came from? No idea. Their agents both said they couldn't speak to us. Fuck yeast. <laughs> so, um, I found a few stories out that perhaps people don't know about. Um, so, I'll tell you the stories. You can let me know what you think about them. So, first thing was the first ever sighting of bread um, in picture form was believed to go back to in the picture last... picture form? Picture form, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, was believed to go back to the Last Supper, where if you look at any picture taken that has Jesus, Judas, and the other guys, um, you can clearly see Jesus in 94% of pictures holding a sea batter. <laughs> That's 94%. Um, <laughs> Hang on a minute. So the 94% of pictures with Jesus... Of the Last Supper. Of the Last Supper. Yeah. Exclusively Last Supper. Yeah. Of a bread... That was invented in 1982, because mm-hmm. I've done my research as yep. well. Yeah, He's with Jesus with Jibata. Yeah. Also, Jesus turns water into wine. Yeah. And fish into an edible fish dish for over 80 people. Um, he was a magician. So I don't find the fact that he ate Jibata roughly two million years before it was invented an issue. Do you? Jesus, if you're into that sort of thing, mm. has a way. Yeah, 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 he does, yeah. But does he decide on what happens with Jabata in a future day? I don't think he does. But it's also worth remembering his dad created everything, full stop. He's a carpenter, I get that. No, no, I mean God. Oh, his dad. <laughs> You've gone down the Joseph route, um, and his woodwork skills were, were interesting, but... He didn't create Sia Better. Hi, this is Joe Martin's podcast. Okay, the next point that I found, this one's a bit more of a... It's actually, I think this one's actually quite well established. It's actually a really nice story. Um, but I feel it's not been talked about enough, and I thought you'd quite like this. So, in 1941, during the height of World War II... Um, the height? The height, yeah. When so, hang on. Pe- most people were talking about it across the world. So, 1941 was the height... World War Two. Yeah, that's when it was most popular. So, Instagram, yeah. World War Two, nineteen forty-one. Two years in, yeah. people really cottoned on that there's a World yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, that's on. when I cool. think they first. Yeah, they got it. Cool. Um, so, Winston Churchill, absolute legend. Can't take nothing away from the guy. Um, he had tried a lot of ideas. He tried to rescue France. He tried to decode the enigma. There was a lot of stuff he was doing, but he came up with an idea in nineteen forty-one, which um, involved bread. Which actually, looking at it now. Seems like a an warmongering masterstroke. So he devised a plan to put a bomb in a beautifully baked loaf of brown bread. Um, this is where the interesting bit comes in. So what he then did was this is where the he sent comes in. the loaf of bread to Germany, neatly gift wrapped and addressed to Adolf Hitler. Was it from Winston Churchill? No. So oh, what he okay. did very cleverly was he left it from a secret admirer. Okay. Hitler knew that a lot of people followed him yeah. um, and actually getting presents wasn't a big deal to him. So yeah. anyway, the bread turned up at Adolf Hitler's house. Um, 
Hitler Heights, as he called it then. Um, Hitler Heights. Hitler Heights, yeah. At the height of the war, Hitler, Hitler Heights Hitler was the place Heights. to that, be that in 1941. What, that's what he called his house. Um, so anyway, the, the brown loaf turned up, and what Winston Churchill did is he'd put a bomb inside that bread. Now... Did he do it himself? So did Churchill put the bomb no, in the No, no, I think, I think he had some help, but it was Churchill's idea. So they put a bomb inside it. So you can imagine how happy they were when the bomb actually got delivered. Um, mm. So anyway, the plan only failed uh, when Hitler's chef, who had been instructed to slice the bread and serve with a carrot soup. Hang on, wait, 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 slow down. Yep. Hitler's chef, mm-hmm. carrot soup, yep. bread. Yep. Secret admirer yep. has bread. Yep. Let's use that in Hitler's banquet. Yep. So, cool. carry on. So, in the kitchen, the bread's been delivered. Hitler's very happy. He's asked for his chef to slice the bread. As the chef has sliced. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry. Yep. Hitler's very happy. Mm-hmm. What? What is the event? Is this a Sunday lunch? Or no, what? no, no, no. I think it was it was celebration of invading Poland. Okay. Um, so, 1941. Yep. Height of the war. Mm hmm. Secret admirer sends bread to Hitler. Yep. They're celebrating invading Poland. Yep. Carrot soup and some mystery bread. Yep. Carry on. Yep. Um, so anyway, um, the plan only failed, and we were very close to winning the war a number of years earlier. Uh, what, when, in 1939? 1941, when the sous chef cut into the bread, detonating the bomb. <laughs> detonating the bomb. Um, so it's hang on a minute. So... so we're at, we're at Hitler's celebration of invading Poland mm-hmm. two years after yep. probably invading Poland. My yep. history's not great, I no. admit it. No. But they're having carrot soup and bread. Yeah. And the sous chef... Yeah. Cuts into the bomb. Cuts, detonates it. Detonates it, blows up. Luckily, or unluckily, depending on what side of the fence you're on, I was on the side of the fence, which was justice which was Winston Churchill. Correct, but, but also the, the family of the sous of chef, course. who's nothing to do with the Nazi regime. Yeah, He's just sad. a bloody good it's bread. Very sad. Mm. A carrot soup-based chef. Yep, yeah. brilliant carrot cool. soup. But luckily for Hitler, he was outside of the blast perimeter mm. because he Blast was, perimeter? Yep, because he was trimming his moustache <laughs> while planning how to invade England. Um, so he actually wasn't blown up. However, the lead chef two sous chefs were both killed so hang on <laughs> two sous chefs the lead chef yep were killed how yep. many chefs in this kitchen so there was only three at that point in time oh, so all three of the chefs were killed one carrot farmer was severely disabled yeah but that was different compared to what was actually going on in the kitchen yeah exactly yeah but it's I mean yeah it was it was, it was brutal and I think Churchill always regretted killing innocent chefs um, he was a food lover he was a big guy he weighed 18, 19 stone and uh, to be fair looking at it all back on it now and seeing what happened in the end we won the war and yeah. it was ideas like this using bread based weapons that later people like Donald Trump would try and emulate we've not seen this yet yeah, but yeah. we've seen multiple reports of Donald Trump using baguette-based missiles uh, in nuclear warfare with Korea. Hi, this is Joe Martin's podcast. Apparently, in the late 1950s, early 1960s America, there were bread riots. This is Elvis Presley time, yeah? This is Elvis Presley time. Yeah. This was nothing to do with how he ate a burger. Yeah. This was the 
yeah, it was kind of summer of love that kind of time, mm -hmm. that sort of bread based time. Yeah. And basically there were a lot of bread riots because there was an issue between white and brown bread mm -hmm. and what was acceptable in terms of bread. So my, my nan told me about a time that she got on a bus at Lewisham, uh, she was getting a, a bus home and um, a friend of hers, a lady called Mary, got on the bus um, and in her bag, uh, she'd just been to the local supermarket, she had a loaf of brown bread mm. and in the at that period of time, brown bread was not allowed to sit at the end, at the back of the bus. No, I mean, bread as a general rule, wasn't allowed to be sat at the back of the bus unattended yeah, because yeah. of the early 1930s bread bombings mm -hmm. that occurred. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I remember the, the Mary's supermarket. Yeah. We can't say we're not, um, we've not got any sponsors yet, have we? No, no, no. We can't talk about the actual supermarket. That was but it was a bloody good supermarket. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the brown bread in particular at the back of a bus was an issue. Mm hmm certain people who carried certain white breads mm -hmm. so your likes of your I don't know your baguette yeah and particularly in that sort of time it was very particularly fraught time very French very European bread very yeah I mean we don't talk about Brexit yeah but um, in that sort of time if you were carrying a brown loaf at the back of uh, 57 yeah you're in trouble yeah 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 so yeah. sorry I'm, I'm comedying your story yeah, but Mary was, was there a, yeah. it was a very different world and, and brown bread wasn't as accepted as it is now I think there's a lot of doctors and a lot of nutritionists now that would tell you the health benefits of brown bread of but course back then the only thing that was seen by people authority uh, by judgmental people was colour of that bread yeah. and if you were a brown bread in the late 50s and you were being associated in a bag yeah. with another human yeah. and you were carrying that that was something that could not happen correct um and don't get me wrong it was a very discriminating world but back in that day bread based snacks were seen by color not taste and it's it's awful to look back on that and think of what those breads went through yeah and to think of you were judged by the color of your crust and the colour of your beautiful breadness. I mean, put it this way. If you speak to my auntie, I mean, she was she was of that time. Mm. If you speak to her about Rivita, mm. yeah? About Rivita. It was a dirty word. A seeded bap, mm. yeah? She mm. she would not have it. Yep. And you've got all these vegans out there now. Yeah, yeah. yeah? These vegans, yeah. these yoga enthusiastics. Mm. Enthusiastics? You've got yeah. all of these vegans right now. Yeah. You've got all these yoga enthusiasts. Yeah. And they're trying to take away bread completely. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you know where they're starting? Where they're starting? Rye bread. Yeah. Soda bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. sort of breads that on the back of that bus in yeah. 1959, whatever year it might have been, mm -hmm. that we may or may have not made up. Yeah. It was a big deal back then. It was, yeah. And that's why the bread riots happened. Yeah. So yeah. the bread riots were really just something to say, well, look, do you know what? We like this kind of bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're tolerant of gluten. Mm -hmm. We like gluten. We're happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. We're not making up some sort of condition that hurts our stomachs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're not cows. Yeah. yeah. We're not sheep. We yeah. don't have a different kind of stomach to anybody else. Exactly. And also, don't forget, gluten intolerance was invented in 2007 by people that live in Shoreditch. Now, mm. even if you speak to an actual doctor now, they would never actually tell you it's a real thing. Um, the only doctors that tell you that that's real are people that have been employed since 2007 that studied in Shoreditch, 
who actually made the actual problem up in the first place. Correct. It was it was a Frank Warburton thing. Mm. You know, he spent a lot of his money on the Muppets. Yeah. Spent a lot of his money on Sylvester, Peter Kay and Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Many of these celebrities are completely gluten intolerant. Yeah. And what we want to build in the future and why we want to try and avoid these riots yep. of the past yep. is we want a more tolerant future. Mm. We want a future where bread is acceptable. Yeah. And something we can we all don't eat. want a gluten intolerant future. That's not what we want. I want to go to Marbella without worrying about what carbs I eat. Mm. I completely agree. And I was about to talk about pasta, but then I thought to myself, this is a bread-based conversation. Say that. And pasta free. has no place here. There's no pasta place for this. There is no pasta place for this. Okay. Hi, this is Martin and Joe's podcast. Okay, guys. So next up, we're going to talk about um, the future of bread. So for this, we've spoken to a number of industry analysts. We've spoken to people that fully understand bread. And we've also spoken to over 206 grossly overweight, morbidly obese breadaholics who eat nothing but bread. They're the right guys for the job. Seeing as most of those people are my family, I want to make sure that everybody's happy with me doing a podcast about their morbidly obese nature. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them said no. So what I did was speak to a chap called Dan Saladino, yep. um, who is author of Modernist Bread, uh, which is about the future of bread. And I'll just say, really good book best thing about the book it's an edible book made from flatbread um absolutely incredible once you've read the book you can eat the book um and enjoy not just literature but also fulfilling your hunger with bread now we're in a society where you can actually have 3d printing of bread um it's one of those things where i'd recommend doing if possible the one thing i would never do though is order your soup in a bread it's something that was taken yep. on again back to the Shoreditch riots of um, 19 something whatever blah blah um, yeah. yeah we don't tolerate that and if you ever read a menu and it says you can order soup in some bread don't do it because you look like a prick yep um, and just to just to kind of elaborate you look like a prick yeah you if you order soup and it comes in bread and you're eating it off of a steak who's that Sorry, that was uh, a guy who was trying to serve us bread in a roll who has now hastily left the building. So just to clarify, if you ever order soup and it comes in a kind of crust of bread and it's on top of a slate and you are in Shoreditch, we don't like you. This is Joe and Martin's podcast. (laughs) So we're now going to talk a bit more about the future of bread. as we said, we've we've really kind of put a lot of time, effort, money into researching what's coming up. Because let's be honest, guys, we've had, what, how many years in the past? Three to four hundred years we've been on this planet? Um, Six hundred. Exactly. So now's the time to talk about the future of bread. What is bread going to do for us? And how is bread actually going to influence our lives? So what I did was I spoke to uh, a professor. Yeah, he's based in Hull. Um so not too far, um, not necessarily a place that you would associate with being um, a expert in bread or an expert in anything or even employed, um, which is interesting, but it was good to find him. So um, the scientist we found was called Professor Sugarsnap, um, had a good chat with him and he has said to me that 
He believes, due to his research, in the next 20 to 30 years that bread could hold a cure for cancer. Um, so delving into a bit more of the work that he's done, um, he's previously stated uh, that the world is flat and that Justin Bieber has got a lot of similarities to John Lennon. Um, so I hope that his latest prediction on the cure of cancer could be as accurate as his statements that he has put out previously. Um, we've actually got in touch with Professor Sugar Snap, and he's here today to tell us a bit more about his theory and, um, yeah, elaborate on what he's had to say. So, Professor Sugar Snap, um, you've said to me uh, prior to this interview that you believe that bread could cure cancer. Now, medically, could you give us a bit more insight in how you believe that to be true? Oh, bread! <laughs> Oh, Fred, me! Okay, so, um, Professor Sugar Snap. Yo! Thank you for making the time to talk to us today. Oh! Um, have Fred! You've boldly predicted that, uh, in the next 20 to 30, maybe 40 years, that... Bread! Bread could cure cancer. Um, could you tell us a bit more information about, scientifically and medically, how that could happen? Well, you know, scientifically and uh, metaphorically, what did you say? Um, how bread can actually bread cure blah cancer. blah blah cure cancer. That's what they all say. Do Real. what? Do you still believe that the world is flat? The world is flat, like some sort of um, flatbread. You know, like a nan or something like that. I believe that bread is the future. Um, I think it was a philosopher that said that actually children are the future but i see a lot of these children are grown up without any bread uh, sorry professor sugar snap so we've right. talked a little bit about how uh, you believe that actually bread could in the next 30 to 40 years cure cancer now medically can you give us a bit more information about how you believe that to be true well medically speaking martin yes. as soon as you bread the bread makes you feel small by giving you no time instead of bread. Till the pain of bread you feel nothing at all. A working class bread is something to be. A working class bread is something to be. Don't get cancer. Professor Sugarsnap, you've drawn... You've talked about previously how you believe the world to be flat. You've talked about how you see... Just flat bread! You see, talk about how you see Justin Bieber as being uh, a modern day John Lennon in terms of his songwriting credibility. Now, um... Tell us a bit more about that and how you, you see bread helping us with cancer, but also talk about how you've, your previous theories. What I want to say is, imagine there's no bread. Mm. It's easy. Try out, Martin. Imagine there's no bread. I'm trying, but I don't want to. No bread below us, above us. Only pasta. I don't want that. Imagine all the people mm. living for bread. Mm, I like that. Imagine there's no bread. It's not hard to do, Martin. I don't want to. I'm not killing for bread. I'm not dying for bread. I'm not basing bread on a religion. This is about science, Martin. Yeah. I'm imagining my accent isn't quite right. Yeah. But if I'm from Hull and I'm doing this, then all the people living in bread are going to dream of bread. They do dream of bread. They have nothing else to dream of because... And they're in Hull. And I'm not the only one dreaming of bread in Hull. No. I hope someday you'll join me in Hull and the world will be full of bread. Thank you, bread. Okay, uh, Professor Sugarsnap, um, I really enjoyed that. It was very insightful, but 
you haven't actually talked about medically how bread could actually cure cancer. Um, any thoughts on how actually scientifically it could help? You sound insane, Martin. What? I'm talking about it everywhere I go. I'm meeting 10, 15, 20 people. I met John Cooper Clark and I thought, I'll try out your accent because... I reckon you've got a story about bread. No, I agree. Evidently chicken town, but sorry, carry on. Thank you. There's no need for greed or hunger if you have bread. A brotherhood of bread. Imagine all the people sharing all the bread. You may say I'm a bread dreamer, but I'm not the only bread dreamer. I hope someday you'll eat bread with me and we'll have a cup of tea with some bread and no cancer. Um, Professor Sugarsnap, um, I think that's a, a part where we can we can thank you and say goodbye. Um, thank you very much, and I hope in 30 to 40 years we'll be sitting here and there'll be no children that are dying of cancer, and all we'll have is us sitting here cradling, instead of a dying child, a baguette. Well, I'm 86 and I don't give a shit. Hi, this is Joe Martin's podcast. Okay, so next up, we're going to talk about a um, celebrity bread story that, cool. has, that has never been revealed to the actual British public. Okay, so the story was, just to take you guys back, the year is 1983, and Bob Geldof and Major Major are... Major Major Hang on. Major Major Okay, so Bob Geldof and Major. So actually, we're looking at. Yeah, Keith, Major, yeah, Keith, Major, yeah, Keith, Major, Major's here, alright, Keith, Major's here, shut the door. Do you know what, lovely to have Mick Jagger pop in there, um, but he's had to go very quickly, um, but great to have him. So, um, anyway, to go back on that story, it was actually just Bob Geldof there, um, he didn't have his well-known co-collaborator there. Um, Major. Okay, so we're moving on to the next subject, so... Um, up next, we, we wanted to make it a bit lighter, as we're fully aware there's been a lot of subject matter today that actually is, is going to hit people quite hard, and we know that... And so I don't care if it hits you hard. Yeah, and I think, yeah, and I mean, Joe doesn't care, I do care, because I grew up in a household that had a lot of dependency issues with bread growing up. Um, I saw my mum sobbing as debt collectors came into my home, and... Into my home, and they took the TV. It's all right, don't cry. They took the fridge, they took the bread bin, they took everything because of the debts we had on bread. Now, okay, that's fine. Move on from that. But um, my no one cares. I know, I know. But what I wanted to do at the end was is that I wanted to talk with Joe about some more, some more facts about bread, and I wanted to make it a bit lighter. And let's do a bread true or false round now. I have spent a number of minutes looking at bread-based facts, and I thought it'd be great to present some of these back to Joe and see what ones he found to be true or false. So we're going to start off with, um, and to be fair, Joe, I mean, I just want a little bit of input, not too much. No, no okay. this is the worst thing in my mouth. Okay, so first one. 
Tony Blair has a bread farm where he raises wild bread whilst warmongering. Can I ask any questions about this? Or do you want you can, yeah. Tony Blair has a bread farm. Has a bread farm. Where he raises wild bread wild whilst warmongering. That's, That's true. So, warmongering, Tony Blair, hand in hand. But I think it's a trick question, and I'm going to go false. Okay. The answer is, I can't tell you. What so, do you mean the answer is you can't tell okay, me? Okay, actually, for the sake of this podcast, the answer's true. Okay. He's raised 14 wild breads in that period, and they are all helping him rage a war on China. That's why he bought out Subway. Exactly. Okay, next one. Michael Owen was too poor as a child to Michael buy... Michael Owen, the England striker. Yeah, the England yeah. footballer, um, yeah. was too poor to buy a football as a kid, so he practised with an unsliced Hovis unsliced. in the streets of Liverpool. Unsliced Liverpool, that makes sense. Usually they use a brick. I'm going to go true. Unfortunately, it's false. They actually use an unsliced King's Mill. Oh, well, that's bullshit. Come tough, on. tough. Okay, next one. Star Wars popular baddie Darth Vader popular baddie was originally called Darth Loaf but had to be renamed when the leaders of bread would not give them the rights to the name George Lucas is notoriously bad for trying to own the rights of bread so he's called Darth Bread yep and then eventually they settled on Darth Vader yep and there were rumours and again this isn't part of the question but apparently, it was at one point called Luke Skybagel. Skybagel. It's not part of the question. It's trying to find me off. I'm going to say true. Okay. The answer to that is true. Oh, Congratulations. Well done. Um, so the next one, going back now to 1938. So we're going back a while now. This is before the war we spoke about. This was. So Intelligent Horses in 1938. Intelligent Horses, is that a band? or No, no, this is actually Intelligent Horses. Intelligent Horses. Purchased 16% of Kingsmill using the winnings from their horse racing activities and still hold 16% <laughs> of all shares today. So... Intelligent Horses bought 16% shares in, in, Kingsmill. in Kingsmill. And they still hold that today. Firstly, can I ask these questions? Yeah, you can ask again. questions, yeah. Why are horses, if they're that intelligent, why are they buying 16% of shares in Kingsmill? It's the most they could buy at that point. And also, don't forget, they live in a stable with no computers, and that was all that was available. So horses, 16% Kingsmill. What was the rest of that? They own 16% of Kingsmill's stocks and shares. Fuck intelligent yeah. horses. True or false? Intelligent horses. King's True Mill. or false? True. True. Unfortunately, the answer is 17%. So you are very close. And that's not true or false based. That's it was not, hard for you to that's get not that. Really not, that's not really So the answer unfair. was false. That's false. Okay. Yeah, but okay, how could I have known about... No, 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 listen. That's okay. fine. All right. They're meant to be hard. So okay. next one. They're meant to be hard. Okay. All right. This is more of a... This is a tough one. So, soup fell out with bread <laughs> over a dispute in royalties after their second album was released. They famously returned... What do you mean they? They famously returned okay. the soup and bread in 1979 for a comeback tour in London restaurants. <laughs> True or false? <laughs> so, Soup, they, who are, who are they? Who's soup and bread. Soup, the I, famous know, I know what Soup and bread is. The famous double act. F 
famous double eight soup and bread. Fell thing. out yeah. in nineteen sixty-eight. Fell out, but famously, famously reformed in nineteen seventy-nine uh-huh. for a comeback tour in popular London restaurants. Well, a comeback tour. True or false? Ah, uh, false. Go on, go false. The answer is true. Brilliant. Well done. Well done, Soup and Bread. Congratulations. Well done here. for doing right. what you okay, did. Yeah. You're like Abba. Okay. The back. Okay. So next one. Breaded chicken is illegal. There's more. There's more. Breaded chicken is illegal in Scotland as it does not contain batter. <laughs> yeah, go on. That's true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Good. Speaking to Ali McCoist, he's not seen it for 41 years. Ali McCoist loves batter. He does. He does. Okay. So I'll let you off that So we've got a few more. There's a few more. Go on, get him in. Get him in, come on. And do you know what annoys me about this, Martin? So you've often said to me that my potential could not outreach Stephen Mulhern, and this really pisses me off, because you have reeled off, what, how many questions have we got now? Three? Four. Three. Four questions yeah, of... True or false about bread is completely ridiculous. Whether it's sixteen or seventeen percent of intelligent horse owners yeah. own Kingsmill. Yeah. Can you explain to me why Stephen Mulhern is my yeah. maximum potential? Is there an issue here where you're jealous of Stephen Mulhern because Look. he presents catchphrase? Yeah. And listen, he me does. And, me and you are currently recording this in my front room. Yeah. Overlooking some bread. Who's Brilliant the real place. winner here? I think it's Steve Mulhern. I don't think. Hang on, hang on, let's move on. Okay, so next one. BBC news readers, in case of emergencies, have a fake set of eyebrows made from bread on standby. <laughs> Stephen Mulhern would never be asked, do BBC news readers have a fake set of eyebrows made by bread in any of his job interviews? I need a true or false on this, please. Oh, false. The answer is actually false. After Lizo Mazimbo refused, <laughs> Mazimbo, <laughs> that's his name. The answer is false. After Lizo Mazimba refused to wear the bread brace, <laughs> the answer is false. After Lizo Mazimba, who? Lizo Mazimba, who? Refused to wear the bread-based eye accessories. There's no, there's no BBC document that says you've got to wear the bread-based high accessories on the road if you're on tour. And Lisa Zimba did not say no to that. It's a backup. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Refused to do it though. Okay. Fair play to you, Lisa. So we've got a couple more. Lisa Manelli. We've got, <laughs> we've got more. Okay. The original script for Planet of the Apes was called Planet of the <laughs> Planet of the Crepes. What is it? God, what is we'll it? Go for that. It's better than what I had. Oh, what you go for? Yeah, God. Stop. Okay. <laughs> so the original script for Planet of the Apes was called Planet of the Crepes. <laughs> it followed evil crepes who overthrew humans yeah. that was later changed to apes. But crepes are still visible in every scene of the film. True or false? Are we talking about Tim Burton? Are we talking about 1969? Every, every single Planet of the Apes film. True or false that crepes are visible in every scene of Planet of the Apes <laughs> after it was originally called Planet of the Crepes? What was your one before we said Planet of the Crepes? Bagels. Planet of the Bagels. Planet of the Bagels. That's good. <laughs> it's not as How good. did you let me go ahead with Planet of the Crepes? <laughs> so good. It works so well. Planet of the Bagels. <laughs> I don't know how it would work. 
Bagels. Can we? Can you ask that question again? Bagels, please. Come on, come on. I can only take you seriously with it. Come on. The original script <laughs> for Planet of the Apes was called Planet of the Bagels. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Hang keep on. going. Keep asking. Lost, keep asking the question. I've lost control of four. Keep asking the question. Hang on, there's a few more in it. Okay, so the original script of Planet of the Apes yeah. was called Planet of the Bagels. It followed evil bagels who overthrew humans. It was later changed to Planet of the Apes. Bagels are visible still in all scenes. <laughs> if that was crepes, I would have gone with it. So false, false, false. false. The answer's false. Congratulations. Okay. Okay, here we go. Is more? There's a few more. Okay, ready? <laughs> Okay. Flatbread was banned <laughs> in all... Plenty of the grapes. Hang on, stop, stop. Sorry. Flatbread was banned yeah. in all secondary schools in the 1980s. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Go on. Oh. Yeah, go on. <clears throat> flatbread was banned from all secondary schools in the 1980s <laughs> after flat-chested girls <laughs> complained that they felt <laughs> they were mocking them. <laughs> True or false? Hang on, say again. Okay, you ready? Say again. Okay, okay ready? Go on. Flatbread was banned. Flatbread was banned. That's the bit I wanted to hear. Yeah. Go on, go on. Flatbread was banned in secondary schools in the yeah. 1980s after flat chested <laughs> girls complained that they were mocking them. True. The answer's true. <laughs> 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 Next question. No one knows what fracatcher is. True or false? <laughs> oh, no one knows. Hang on. No one knows what fracatcher is. No true one. Or false? No one. No one. <laughs> true. It's true. 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 No, no one knows. knows. No one knows. Okay. Move on, quick. In the 1960s, tortillas were used to smuggle guns from Mexico to the USA border. They were described as fajitas with AK-47s in. True or false? <laughs> They're described as fajitas with AK-47s. Yeah. True or false? Is that, is that the main... The main... Yeah, go on, true. The answer is true. Of course it was. 637 guns were smuggled Fuck. in with fajitas. Bullshit. Hiding Six. mainly under guacamole. Mm. Okay. Salsa. So we've got a few more left. Okay. So the next one. Donald Trump refuses... Oh, time sensitive. We're not talking about him. He'll be dead by then. Okay. This one. In the popular film Alien, the alien was originally killed by being thrown out of an airlock. In the original script... At, after killing the entire crew, the alien choked on a hot cross bun. True or false? So, airlock was the actual way he died. Yep. Yeah. Or did he? What's the original script? Yeah. Have a drink. So true or false? Yeah, true or false. <laughs> yeah, true. True. <laughs> the answer is true. Okay, we've got two more questions left. Fuck Great. off. Three more questions yeah, left. No, we've got, okay, ready? We, get, we cut some out. Okay, we? yeah. Next question. In the popular sitcom Gavin and Stacey, popular. the character Smithy, played by James Corden, popular. was allergic to wheat and exercise. <laughs> False. <laughs> the answer for that 
is true. Fuck off! That is true. false. That is false. True, no, he, I, he's not allergic to it. He bathes in it. He, he shakes in exercise. it. He uses it as to the lift. The key in that was exercise. Yeah, correct. Okay. Okay, two know. more for you, Joe. One more. One more. Two more. So the first one. Bruce Forsyth's chin <laughs> is the same size as half your average French stick, four Chelsea buns, or two deep pan pizzas. True or false? The weight. The length. The, sorry. The length of Bruce Forsyth's chin yeah. is the same as half a French stick, four <laughs> oh. Chelsea buns, <laughs> or two deep pan pizzas. <laughs> two deep pan pizzas. Yeah. True or false? What the whole question? True or false? Yeah, not together, separate entities. False. False. Okay, that's correct. (laughs) Okay, so the last question we've got today to end this on: Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't believe in the concept of bread. Sorry, the concept. What? Cristiano Ronaldo believes bread is not real. Unfortunately for this question, I can't share any more information, okay, but I can repeat can. it. Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't believe in the concept of bread. True. It's true. <laughs> After totaling up your scores... Yeah. Go on, what? 52? What was it? Go on. Bullshit. Out of 56 questions... <laughs> we cut some of those out for 61 these. 61 were correct. <laughs> I, I'm glad that did well with that. Okay. Um, I thought it'd be an appropriate way to uh, to end the show tonight, guys. Um, on a song by the popular band Bread um, that some of our older listeners might be aware of. Um, listeners. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd just give you a few lines um, as it seemed like the right thing to do. You sheltered me from harm. Keep me warm. Keep me warm You gave my life to me Set me free Set me free The finest years I ever know Were the years I had with you I would give every bread I own Give up my bird catcher, my bun my friend stick, I would give every bread I own just to have you back with me. Thank you very much. We've been Joe and Martin, and this has been Bread. Thanks. This is Joe and Martin podcast. Para para me jo, para para me 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 jo, para para me jo. Para pa para mi mi jo. <laughs>